Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today I want to talk about you and your future in serving God. I want to talk about how I want to anoint you at this upcoming conference, which we're going to talk about here in just a moment. First of all, I want to encourage you, where you are in your walk with God does not have to stay at this current level. Let me give you an example. It was probably about 1997 or 8, somewhere in there. We were doing a crusade in uh, in Tulsa. It was at a church that I think we had about 700 people attend the crusade. And as we're getting all set up and everything, the pastor there said, uh, are you ordained? And I said, well, no. He said, well, you need to be ordained then. I said, ah, well, you know, whatever. I mean, frankly, I was... <laughs> I was thinking that it was just a matter of fact, I think it been remarked to him. I said, isn't that just a piece of paper? He said, no, it is actually important that you do so. And I said, all right, well, fine. I mean, just being honest with you, I didn't think anything's going to happen. I didn't think anything special. And I'm not all into this, <laughs> you know, n- normal Christianity, go off to Bible college and stuff like that. I never went to Bible college. I went to God's college. So that's okay, fine, go ahead. You know, I really thought it was just a piece of paper. Now, I was about to learn something in the Spirit of God, and I hope you are about to learn that. I hope you'll believe me because this is another level. There's always another level with God. So I said, all right, fine. So Leslie and I were ordained. And yes, they gave us a piece of paper and had a couple of signatures on it, but at the service, the man and a couple of other elders laid hands on me and Leslie, and they prayed for us. And I have to say that when their prayer was ended, I felt different. I mean, I could feel that there was, well, I, there's no other way to say it other than just say it. I, I felt another anointing, and I felt like I could preach like I had never preached before. I understood the word better. Things became clear to me. In other words, I had a life change. Now, I've had several of those. I, <laughs> I've had several of those. Uh, and it would take me a while, and that's not the point of this broadcast. But I want to tell you, you can have one of those. I want to pray for you. I want to lay hands on you. And I want to anoint you with oil. It's about four milliliters, which is about the size of the first two knuckles of your little fingers. Just, it's not much, but it's not just a little daub with the tip of someone's finger either. It's actually an anointing. I did this at the Sevenfold Miracle Conference with uh, the 380 people that were there, and they all said that they really, really did feel a difference. I want to do that. Why? Because I believe I'm called to do that. And I believe that you want that if you want to be a soul winner, if you want to be able to answer questions for people that are scared to death, they bought into the pre-trib rapture, so that told them they didn't need to know nothing about the end times, and so they avoided revelation, they avoided all of these end times, and so consequently now here they are, slap dab in the middle of all of this trouble, they haven't informed themselves, they're scared out of their mind, and they need someone to explain to them now Obviously, the pre-trib rapture didn't happen. They're in trouble, and they need to know what's going on. And that's where you come in. Now, here's what I want to do today. I'm going to go back through and read through this prophecy. And if there's anything I want to get across right up front, is I'm not doing this to try to lift myself up. I'm only doing this because I need an army with me. I need you to be with me. My call, one of my calls is, and I've written it down here, I'm called to build an end-time army 
of prophecy teachers working miracles. I'll say it again. I'm called to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. That's you. I need you. I don't, I'm not asking for you to send a donation. I'm asking you to be a part of our ministry, okay? And that means a lot of things. In other words, you're not going to just be a listener anymore if you accept what I'm about to throw to you. I want you to go to another level, another level with God, another level with spirit. Look, with God, there's always another level. Maybe I should make a program talking about the different levels that I have been through. Okay, so let's get to what I want to cover today. So as I and I played this whole thing in yesterday's broadcast, if you want to hear Andre say it, then you go to yesterday's broadcast. But today I'm going to read parts of it, and I'm going to explain to you why I think it's talking about you and it's saying that you can go to another level with Prophecy Club, specifically with the Lord Jesus. This was given August 7th, 2019 by Andrew Bronkhorst, a prophet out of South Africa. And so here's the situation. Leslie and I were sitting in the front row, and I did not know if he was going to give us a prophecy or not. It's like, <laughs> it's sort of like none of my business. If God wants to say something to us, then let him say something to us. If he doesn't, that's fine, too. Well, all of a sudden he turns to us, and this is part of what he began to say. He says, there's a door that I see that's connected to radio and television that closed. It closed, and oh boy, did it. I can tell you the day. It was March 20th of the year 2000. I canceled 60 radio stations that day because God's people turned their back on God's message. And at the time, I thought they turned their uh, their back on me. But later on, God made it clear to me, no, 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 they didn't reject you, Stan. They rejected me and my end time plan. You see, Daniel and Revelation, all of those prophecies in the Bible are actually God's end time plan to sweep several billion, with a B, billion people into his kingdom. And that plan is a perfect plan. And when people walk away from that plan, he, in this case, was not happy. Y2K didn't happen like everybody was expecting to happen. So everybody thought, okay, we don't need to hear none of this prophecy anymore. Let's go back to living and having a good time and eat, drink, and be merry, okay? He says it closed. And boy, it did it. He says, and I hear God saying it's going to open that door again. He, it's a huge door connected to radio and television. God says, I'm about to open that once again for you. Now, let's just talk about it. See, I've told you, and I haven't been saying much about oil in Israel over the last several years because we have a deal. That's all I can say about it. We have a deal working that is going to give us the money to go drill the well in Israel. Now, let me take a second about that. It was June the 14th of 2008. I was in Amarillo that night. I'd just spoken on this 18-city speaking tour. Part of what I was speaking on was about our vision to find oil in Israel. That night, God spoke to me. I mean, I heard an audible voice say, quote, Stan, I will give you the money to drill the well in Israel, unquote. Now, anytime I say that, I have to give you a disclaimer. That is, I cannot guarantee that we're ever going to get the money, drill for, or hit oil in Israel. I believe that that was the Spirit of God guaranteeing me that he will give me the money to drill the well in Israel. Well, up to that point, I had avoided all kinds of these get-rich-quick schemes as they were coming to me all the time. But after that, I thought, well, <laughs> you know, 
Maybe I should be a little bit open. Maybe I should open my ears. Well, long story short, God arranged to, to put together a deal. And that deal, when it happens, and we've been waiting six years for that deal to close. But when it close, closes, it's going to give us the money, I believe. Again, I can't guarantee it, to go drill the well in Israel. And it will also give us the money for offices and for global, not just national, global radio and TV. And that's the plan. We want to take Bible prophecy, God's end time plan, his plan to win two billion, roughly. The reason is Isaiah says that he's going to bring a third through the fire. So a third of the people on the globe today will be saved. Two-thirds will be lost, according to the Bible. Well, I want to be a part of bringing in that some two billion people, and I believe you too do too, and I think that's the reason you've been listening. I've been telling you a long time, look, if you're listening to Prophecy Club, you're not listening to, make it, uh, to get a good feeling. You're listening because the Spirit of God has directed you to listen so that you can be prepared so he can use you in the days ahead and give you many souls to present to him in eternity. I know it. And you know it, just soon as you are listening right now, you know. You know that's the truth. Well, if you know that, then you're one of them I'm, I'm talking to today. All right, so anyway, global radio and TV is going to open. When it opens, Prophecy Club is going to explode. It was probably yeah, around 14 some odd years ago, uh, the Lord spoke to Leslie in an audible voice one night and said, one day, Prophecy Club will be the largest prophecy ministry on the globe. So I believe that's coming. Well, when that happens, brothers and sisters, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be happening with our ministry. And one of those things is we're going to need some loyal people that are working in the ministry in all kinds of ways. That might be volunteer. That might be just volunteer showing up at a sports media, a sports uh, stadium someplace. I don't know. But here's the thing. I want you to see you in this prophecy. That's the first thing. As global radio and TV comes on to Prophecy Club, we're going to explode. We will need some help. Who do you think that I want to turn to? People I don't know? I can't run an ad on Craigslist. I'm obviously going to turn to people that believe in us, that support us, that love us. That could be you. So that's what I'm saying here. All right, let's go on. The next thing is he talks about a building. Well, he did not know that our building in Topeka, Kansas, is literally up for sale right now. I'm in the process of selling it and moving our entire operation down to the DFW area. He didn't know that. Yet, listen to what he said. I see a location God is preparing for you. It's not this location, meaning it's not the building that we're in here with our church in the DFW area in Plano, Texas. And the location land that I see... It has facilities on it, and there's some training and equipping that's taking place. Well, that's us. <laughs> I know the conferences and the things that you're speaking about, but this area that I see in the Spirit, this area that I'm speaking of, it will be big enough for many of the conferences to happen on that place. On that facility right here, this land, there's many things connected. It's not small. It's big. It's many offices, many things that's happening there, this space, for things to happen right there. All right, now let's pause again. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I don't have all of the dates right here in front of me, but I assure you, I do have this dream written down. I had a dream that I was going around a mountain in my car, and all of a sudden it hit a patch of little pebbles, and I went flying off of the mountain road, 
And as I was going down in my car, which stayed level, the car changed into a nice plush, like easy boy reclining chair. And it had like a parachute on it and it just fell down very slowly and gently. And it landed on top of a skyscraper. And on top of the skyscraper beside me was an Olympic size swimming pool. And about that time, there was Hayseed Stevens, which is the man that got me into the whole vision to find oil in Israel. And he looked down at me in this easy chair and he said, hello, partner. It's about time you got here. Now, I take that to mean that it's connected with oil. I also take it to mean that God is going to give us a skyscraper. Well, about that time, Leslie is patting me on the leg, waking me up, saying, wake up, wake up. I just had a dream. I said, okay, well, I had a dream, too. She says, I'll tell you mine first. I said, okay, all right. She says, I had a dream that we had that we were in a large house. It was like three stories tall, and there was a natural spring running down through the middle of the house, and children were getting up on this spring and sliding down the spring, and then they were laughing and playing in the water and having a good time. This was in the middle of our three-story house, and she said, and we had uh, like a house cleaner assigned to clean each one of the three levels of the house. Well... What's the chances that we each have a dream of being extremely, extraordinarily blessed all at the same time? I think that's very unusual. Well, to me, I think that this is saying that God is going to send massive amounts of funds. And I think it's also saying that the ox that treads out the grain gets to eat a little of it. But we both know that the things that he's about to do with oil and the other things where he's going to send this money for global soul winning, it's not for us. I know that. She knows that. And if you're listening, you know that. You know that this is all about winning souls, building the kingdom of God. So when he says he's preparing another location for us, I'll tell you what I want. Downtown Dallas, there's two really nice tall buildings, and they are gold all the way around. I love those buildings. And Leslie will tell you, anytime we go downtown Dallas or where we pass by these beautiful tall buildings, it's like my attention is drawn to them. I'm always commenting about, wow, look at that building. Wouldn't that be nice to own that building? And it's been that like, oh, well, I guess maybe ever since that dream came. In other words, I believe that God is going to give us, it's not going to be just a small place. It's going to be a really, really nice place. And one of the things I want to do in there is put in an entire area where it is nothing but TV. In other words, I want to switch to where what I do each day is a 30-minute television program. And I can see it to where everybody has a set time. Let's say, for example, like at 10 o'clock in the morning where every, the whole team assembles and we talk about, okay, this is what we want to talk on today. And each person goes back and prepares their particular part of it. And I come in and we do a 30-minute daily TV program. But it's not just on a few stations. When it goes, it goes global. Like, for example, went to England one time. Did you know that there is no such thing as a Christian TV program in England? Did you know that that is almost true of Sweden, Denmark, uh, Switzerland? I mean, all of those nations. 
almost every nation around the, the world has no Christian TV, and if it does have Christian TV, it certainly doesn't have anything about Bible prophecy. That's part of God's plan, is to take Bible prophecy. You see, Bible prophecy is going to win a lot of people to the Lord. Right now, they don't, they're not interested in Bible prophecy because they've been guaranteed there's a pre-trib rapture. Well, when that pre-trib rapture bubble gets busted, and that might not be too far down the road, then all of a sudden they're going to be real interested in trying to catch up. But the problem is the pastors that have been avoiding Bible prophecy, you can't bone up on Bible prophecy overnight. You can't grab some book and become an expert in a week. I mean, it's a four-year degree learning Bible prophecy just to the degree where you can begin to teach it, much less 40 years like myself. So it takes a while to get it. It's complicated. It takes a while to get it all down. Well, obviously, they're going to have to turn to people that were already pre-prepared by the hand of God. That's you. Again, I'm talking to you in this broadcast. I'm trying to tell you folks that you listening to me, it's not your idea. It's not by your hand. You are listening to me right now. If you are listening, especially if you listen to an ongoing basis, you are listening by the hand of God. God has directed you to be here because why? He wants to knock on <laughs> your shoulder and he wants to call your attention and he wants to see if you are willing to do what he asks you to do so that he might send you into the vineyard to serve in his vineyard. That's the point. All right, so let's go on. So he says this facility and he talks about he's going to give us a facility. Now, he goes on to talk about a couple of businessmen that are going to bless our ministry. And, you know, that's fine if he does. But he's even if these businessmen don't come along, believe me, we're still we're still going to have it. OK, and and I'm convinced it is coming. And uh, that's all I dare say about it right now. Let's just jump to the next part where he's talking about things that relate to you. Now, the size of a ministry is never defined by the members, but by the sons and the daughters of that house. That's the size of a ministry. And frankly, I'd never thought of it that way, but he's correct. So it is a season now, as well of raising up sons and daughters. And when I look into the spirit, I see many sons and many daughters. It's not how many members of church people have. You have sons, you have daughters that carry the same anointing. I'm going to read that part again because it's talking about you. You have sons and you have daughters that carry the same anointing. That's what I want to do for you. Okay, Carry the same anointing, that same DNA, that same word you've been preaching. They carry that word and suddenly it's time for the sons to stand up, then the daughters to stand up. I see a sudden shift in the spirit when they are taking responsibility. I mean... They've been there always, but they have never taken responsibility. And suddenly the sons and daughters are standing up. Spiritual sons and daughters are standing up and taking that responsibility. They're, they're backing you and they're taking a great load off of you. A great load. All right, let's talk about that. That's one of the major things I want to talk about. If you're one that has been listening and has never supported then you are you may still be a son or a daughter. And, and I'm going to explain that in a second. If you've been one that has listened and occasionally supported, that's another level. If you've been one that has listened and pretty much on a pretty regular basis you've been supporting, that's another level. But I have a friend. He's a plumber. A plumber. Okay. Plumbers don't make a lot of money. 
uh, a plumber, and they support our ministry. I have another friend uh, that is kind of a handyman. He does HVAC work, uh, sometimes plumbing work, all kinds of things. He lives up in Lubbock, and there have been many times. Here's what happened. I went to a, a conference up there. This is probably, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And it wasn't, we didn't have very many people show up, and the offerings were just awful. And I'm sitting there scratching my head, saying, I don't even know how I'm going to pay the sleeping room to get out of this place, much less the meeting room. And this guy steps up and puts the whole thing on his credit card. He comes over, shakes my hand, introduces himself. He said, God told me that I am to take care of you. Well, he has. For the last five or six years, if I was ever in a jam, I could call him. There's been times where I was in a jam, Prophecy Club, you know, we were in the red or next to the red in our checking account. He'd call and say, man, is everything okay? <laughs> I, said, I said, you did hear from God on this one, brother. I said, no, because we're in easy. And he would send a large amount of money. And I, I mean, a large amount, in excess of $1,000, in quite a bit of excess of $1,000. There's been times where it was several digits, large amounts, and he would bail us out. I took great reassurance knowing that if the donation donation didn't come in, that I could call him. Okay, so that's someone that has said, I'm going to see to it single-handed if no one else does. I'm going to see to it that your ministry continues. I believe what he's saying here, though, is that God is beginning to speak to people, people, and he's saying he wants to see all of them stand up and become sons and daughters. I believe what he's saying is that it's not just only about donations. If you are only hearing a call for donations, you're missing what I'm saying. I think it's saying that when we have a meeting, you show up. You're listening on a regular basis. You're applying you're getting the information, be it a DVD or going to watchprophecyclub.com. You're preparing. I would say a son and a daughter is someone that is preparing to give an answer in the day of trouble. And that is the reason I encourage you to be at this upcoming conference that we have coming up. It's October 4, 5, and 6. October 4, 5, and 6. And I'm going to tell you more about it, but it's called the Understanding End Times Conference. Understanding in Times Conference. And this one is going to be Friday evening, two meetings on Saturday, and then a meeting on Sunday, October 4, 5, and 6 in Evansville, Indiana. A church has invited us to come in and speak there. And if you'll come to that, and we're getting it all set up, I'll tell you how you go to register and everything probably tomorrow. But uh, if you'll come to that, what I want, the primary thing I want you to do is I want to lay hands on you, and I'm going to anoint you with oil, and I'm going to pray that the spirit of revelation will come upon you, the spirit of God, so that you can understand and teach Bible prophecy and walk in sevenfold miracles. Two things, understand and teach Bible prophecy and to walk in sevenfold miracles. Remember, I'm called to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. That's one of the things he's spoken to me that I need to do. And that's the, the primary thing I'm really trying to get across in this broadcast. I want to encourage you to become a son and daughter. And I don't even think really at this point I'm ready to exactly define. It really and truly, I shouldn't have to tell someone, well, you know, if you're a son and a daughter, you're going to do this. 
But if you want to walk in the anointing of the last days, if you want to walk in the anointing of this ministry, if you want to walk in telling people the Dimitri Dudeman warning, if you want to see sevenfold miracles at your hands, if you want to get a crowd of people that will gather around the, a bunch of disappointed pre-tribbers that now wake up and find themselves scared little rabbits because they haven't prepared, they believe the pre-trib, it didn't happen, and now they are scared out of their mind and they need to know what in the world is going on, and they aren't listening to the pre-tribber preachers and teachers anymore because they can see for themselves that's wrong they made a big mistake now they are ready to listen and you want to be there on the stump able to give an answer and to explain that if you want that then you want to be at this upcoming meeting if you want to serve serve the lord in the last days then you want to be at this upcoming meeting and I'll probably talk more about sons and daughters later, but I think a son or daughter is someone that is, you're no more just a listener, but you're a partaker. You're walking with us. You're seeing, in other words, like if I were to say, well, here, I'll tell you something. Right now, I've got, an, I probably shouldn't say the city. Right now, I've got an opportunity to go on a radio station in another city, and this would be really, really good. We would reach a lot of people there. But it's sort of expensive. The good ones are. Well, if I knew I had sons and daughters that were, you know, like standing with me on a regular monthly basis and I knew I could count on them, then I could say yes. So let me give you an example. I, I had a group of about 50 people that had made through emails a commitment to stand with us on a regular monthly basis. Out of those 50 people that promised to give something, and I don't even think it was a minimum amount, just something. I promise to give you some kind of a donation every month. Would you like to guess, out of the 50, how many of them have stood by me? Ten. No. Five. No. Well, one. One has been pretty consistent, but not a one of them has actually stood with us. See, I'm not going to send out a bill. I'm not going to send out a reminder because it's not between me. I shouldn't have check up on them. It's like we, we ought to be looking to see a way to build a ministry. So I suggest that you choose a ministry, and I can suggest that you choose one. Choose one ministry that you're going to hook your wagon to. And you're going to say, look, I'm going to, I'm going to walk with this ministry. I'm going to talk with this ministry. I'm going to see this ministry grow. And Hopefully, that'd be nice if it was Prophecy Club. But that my, my opinion, that's what you call a son or a daughter, where they're saying, look, I want to see millions won. I want to see more stations, more meetings. I want to see that. I want to see that enough to where I'll stand with you on a regular monthly basis. But most of the people that support Prophecy Club, it's a here or there, catch can, catch can. You know, maybe I will, maybe I won't this month. I don't know. You know, it's it's not really... So I think what he's calling in this prophecy is people to really join Prophecy Club, to become a son or a daughter of the ministry. And in that, then they can walk in the spirit and power of that ministry. If that sounds like you, then maybe you should talk with the Lord and see if that's what he wants you to do. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. 
God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what order? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for 55 It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20 No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55 prophecyclub.com.